0: Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm a Christian just like you. I believe that Jesus Christ is King and Lord, that He owns my life, that He is seated at the right hand of God, and so are you and I. We are hidden in Christ Jesus. We will judge the angels We have the authority to forgive sins on the earth. And we look just like our Father God. I want to invite you to understand the message that Jesus preached so that you can bear fruit 30, 60 and 100 times what was sown. We do that by understanding the yeast of the Pharisees and weeding it out of our mind, the yeast of Herod politics and weeding that out of our thinking. We do it by taking away the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed. Come with me into the kingdom and expand it today. Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan, and this message will be downloaded a million times. This is the most profound And prolific message on the kingdom government of Jesus Christ. And I've listed this podcast under the category of government because the kingdom of God is a kingdom, it's a country. It has a military, it has a king, it has a senate, and that is the church of Jesus Christ. We are not the military, we are not political. We're not even economic. We are the citizens who vote. We vote in heaven. And whatever we vote in heaven happens on the earth. That is our ambassadorial duty. And so today I want to go right back to the beginning. And as I said, this will be downloaded a million times. I will receive an Order of Australia medal. Let it be known because your father my father has resources that we don't even know in our conscious mind we know it inside of our spirit and that is the paradox that is the controversy that we are experiencing here in this world our life is but a breath Here today, gone tomorrow, like the morning dew that barely lasts the moment of sunrise. Three scores and ten, they used to say. Seventy years and then we die. Any more of that is a blessing. And then, where do we go? Well, let me go right back to the beginning. And even before, the worlds were created. Because this is the message that God laid down His life, crucified His own Son before the worlds were created. It says that it was before the foundation of the earth that Christ Jesus, the Lamb, was slain. He was slain before the foundations of the earth. And so this is the secret. God is a God of love, and love is about order you might have had a father who wasn't present he was working and he didn't come home or he didn't go on holidays or he didn't read a book to you and you identified that as a lack of love but what is love is it affection surely not you can't get love from a from a prostitute you can't get love from a massage Love is sacrifice. And your father may have been working to pay the bills because he knew that if he didn't go to work and didn't pay the bills, that you would end up in heroin living in a suburb where there's a lower socioeconomic level. He may not have been there for you in the way that you wanted. And this is the paradox. God so loved the world that he gave His only begotten Son. And this is all going to make sense to you in a moment. But right now, you might have judged God because He didn't meet your expectations. But Paul said, who are you, O man, to judge? God. How He made you. Doesn't the potter have the right to make out of the lump of clay whatever he wants? An ashtray or a beautiful ceremonial vase? You see God is a god of order and love will always create order for my children because I love them I I get up early I clean the kitchen I organize their lunch boxes I have to plan ahead I'm constantly bringing order to the chaos that's around me I'm paying the bills you know I'm making sure that I have time that I have money that I have a buffer that I have savings that I have resiliency redundancies contingencies if I'm not there who's going to be there if my if I if I don't answer the phone they have another phone a backup phone they have all of these things because of my love for them I've created order for them they're entrance into this life and their daily life is characterized by consistency and stability, emotional stability, financial stability. All of these things are intentional decisions that I make to love and to protect them. It is a sacrifice. In a sense, I no longer live for me, but I'm living for them. My life ended when I had kids in a sense I began to need to prioritize them. It's not what I want. I want to sleep in, but they're awake. I want to go on holidays, but they cost money. Food costs money. So my priorities changed and God prioritized you. He prioritized you before the foundation of the world. He prioritized you. He he sacrificed his son. He slain. The lamb, blood on the ground, before he even created the world. He created the world out of chaos. You see, that is what a father does. A father sacrifices. A father brings order to the chaos. He makes sure that you look left and right before you cross the road. He makes sure you wear a seatbelt. He checks your friends before he lets you go and spend time with them. He plans your future. He's looking ahead for threats and opportunities. God is so intentional in his love for you and I that he's already planned out our days. The Bible says that each day has been written for us that our steps are ordered, numbered by the Lord. Love is not what you think. Love is sacrifice. Jesus said, this is love that you would lay down your life for your friends. To love your neighbor is to sacrifice yourself for your neighbor. Who Jesus said was actually a a stranger. Everyone around us. We are all blood brothers brothers right back to Adam and Eve, and that's the message that I have for you today, that that God is so intentional about His love. Just think about it. For you to be here today, every one of your ancestors, back to Adam and Eve, had to have met a, a woman and had a baby. If one of those couples didn't meet, you wouldn't be here. If one of those couples had died, before they came to childbearing age. You would not be here. If you, if any of your generations, your father's 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 father had died before they met your ancestral maternal side, or if the mother had died in childbirth, or if anyone at any time had died before they had reached the age of maturity, you would not be here. It is amazing that you are here, but you have carried with... Your generation's the curse of Adam and Eve, the curse of the fall, the curse of sin. If you're bald, it's because somebody, somewhere, you know, had that genetic deformity. It was passed on. The other thing that God passed on was his kingdom seed. And that's what I want to talk about today, that Jesus Christ came as a baby in a manger. What risk is that for the father to come here as a baby? He didn't come as a king. He came as a baby. He was nursed on the bosom of Mary, on a on the bosom of a young girl. They had no military. They had no protection, no provision other than the Invisible realm, the spirit realm. Herod was trying to kill Jesus. He had to flee to Egypt for many years. He could have died of a disease. He could have died of pestilence. He could have been kidnapped or he could have become sick. But God took that incredible risk. Think about that the fragility of the kingdom of God inside of a baby. Even it says he humbled himself. He humbled himself to be born. He was a sperm. Think about that. The king of the universe, the ancient of days, was a single cell inside of the womb of Mary. And he had to go through everything we went through. God was able to protect that seed. Now, if that sounds improbable, if that sounds like a risk, then he just realized that for that seed to be in Mary... God had to protect that kingdom seed, that prophetic line from Adam and Eve when he prophesied to the devil. He said, this seed, her seed will crush your head. God's love intentionally carried that prophetic word, that prophetic promise. He carried and protected that kingdom seed. That kingdom seed was in Eve. That kingdom seed was in Abel, and then the devil killed Abel, trying to kill the genetic line, trying to kill the davidic the 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 divine line, the order of God he's God who brought a this God who brought a order out of chaos as the Holy Spirit brooded over the waters where there was nothing but chaos and darkness, and he created this incredible world, this garden of Eden. And then the devil had to come and try and bring chaos. He's the anti-Christ, the anti-anointing. Anti-Christ is anti-anointing. And God is a God of love who brings order. God is a God of blood. Love is not control. Sometimes a father will allow their children to make a mistake, to fall off their bike and, and cut their hands. They said, I told you to put on you know, a helmet. I told you to put on your gloves i told you to to go slower but we let them make some mistakes because love is not control love is sacrifice so we don't control our children and god does not control us but he protected that davidic line he protected that messianic line he protected the seed that seed was had to come through cain it had to come through 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 Noah God flooded the earth to protect that seed the whole world had become corrupt there was no one righteous but but Noah and so God had to start again and then he did it again Joseph found his way into Egypt God protected that seed Do you know only 137 people I might have been 167 around that only 160 odd people went into Egypt and they became a nation. God used that, that time of trial and torture and slavery to build a nation because God is a God of love, a God of purpose, a God of love and intentionality and order, and God protected that seed. How fragile to see this baby on the, on the bosom of Mary having to be fed, having to be held. He couldn't walk. He couldn't run. He couldn't talk. He came as a man. But he he trusted that seed to you and I. We are the church. And that's the end of this message that, that you and I are carrying that seed. If we're not here, there is no seed. There is no kingdom. The moment we are taken away, that's when all hell will break loose. And you are not going to want to be here. But the church is here right now. And we are carrying the seed. We are the vessel. We are the Ark of the Covenant. We are the holiest of holies. We are the ones on the earth. Jesus said when anyone shares this message of the kingdom, the devil comes immediately to snatch it away. Our greatest purpose in this time is to speak the kingdom message. Not to speak our own message, but as Jesus said in John 14, I speak the words that the Father is speaking. We are echoing the very words of God from heaven. We are ambassadors of heaven. We have no opinion. We have no rights. We've laid down our life for our friends. We only speak what the Father is speaking. We speak what our government is speaking. This is not my own opinion. This is the policy of the kingdom of God. And God protected that seed. Out of Egypt came over a million people. And God protected that seed. He, he took out enemies. He, he moved the, the waters to cross over into the Jordan, he, to cross over into the promised land. He, he's done amazing things to protect that seed. And that seed is Jesus Christ. He planted that seed in just a handful of men when he died. And he promised the coming of the Holy Spirit. The coming of the Holy Spirit is the kingdom. The coming of the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of all prophecy. That He would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. That His kingdom would come. That power would come. That He'd wipe every tear away. And we're living in this contention right now. This is the ability. Eternity is on the inside of you. Heaven is on the inside of you. That that kingdom that never ends that perfect kingdom that comes down out of heaven and remains on the earth, where God is our light, where we do not need the sun or the moon, but Jesus Christ is our home, where every tear is wiped away, where old things become new, where the perishable is raised imperishable. That is inside of you, and that is where you want to live right now. And that is the tension that you are experiencing today, that inside of you is eternity, inside of you is the love of the Father, a loving Father. Again, Jesus said, if the, the Father's in me and I'm in the Father, but you are in Jesus and Jesus is in you and so you have love and eternity inside of you and everything inside of you wants to bring order to the chaos that's around you. Again, love is not control. Love is not. It's the opposite of fear. Perfect love casts out fear. God is wanting to bring perfect love to you so that you can bring and demonstrate perfect love to others. Jesus said, this is how you bear much fruit. You abide in me. He said, this is how you obey my commandments, by loving me. It's by loving me. Loving me empowers you to obey my commandments. So if you want to please God, if you want to be used by God, don't focus on doing things. Don't focus on you know, obeying his commandments, so to speak, but focus on loving him. If you love him, you will receive the power to be called children of God. You'll receive power to obey him. Now, Jesus and John said, love is obedience love is, if you love him, you will obey him. And if you love him, you will be empowered to obey him. So it's not you being a good person that gives you the ability to love your enemies. It's you loving Jesus that gives you the power to love your enemies, because you Have died to yourself. You've emptied yourself. It's nothing you did. It's everything he did. It's his righteousness. It's his name. It's his word. It's his sword, his spirit, his mind, his armor, his helmet, his salvation, his belt of truth, his keys to his kingdom. It's his word that we're standing on. It's all about him. But for him, it's all about you. And this is the paradox. You are here on earth as a seed carrier. Jesus talked about fruit a lot. Fruit contains seed. And you can find a beautiful piece of fruit that has a rotten seed on the inside. It looks good, it tastes good, but it can never grow. And Jesus said, this is how you will show that you are my disciples, because you will bear much fruit. You will bear much fruit. But what fruit are you going to bear? It's called kingdom fruit. If Jesus is the king of the kingdom and he wants to make disciples, then you are going to make disciples. If Jesus is going to be a, make, a, make you into a fisher of men, then it's men who you are going to catch. You see, the seed of the kingdom is Jesus Christ. It is the word of God. It is the kingdom. And if you are wanting to grow, if you're wanting to bear fruit, then you need to begin to sow kingdom seed. You're not sowing yourself. You're not promoting your ministry yourself. Your ministry is the Holy Spirit. Your ministry is John 14 31. Your ministry is to, to do what the Father's doing and to say what He's saying. If you sow the seed of the kingdom, then you're going to grow Christians. You're going to grow little Messiahs, little Jesuses, right? If you plant Jesus, you'll grow Jesus. If you plant the seed of the kingdom, we know that at least one quarter of that is going to grow. The good soil, if you plant the seed into the soil that is willing to receive, don't, you don't, you know, yes, you can tell everyone and we're meant to go and tell everybody, but you can throw the seed on rocky ground. You can throw the seed in shallow ground but when you tell somebody who wants to hear it if you tell somebody who is receptive now they may not look like it on the outside they may look like a bikey or a covered in tattoos or a drug dealer but god knows their heart he will lead you to people who are receptive don't judge a book by its cover don't judge the outside god will bring you people who are hungry you need to plant the seed of the kingdom inside of their heart by your words, by speaking the word of the kingdom, by demonstrating it, by loving them, by bringing an order. See, that's what Jesus did when he cast out a demon. He was bringing order. When he healed the sick, he was bringing order. Sickness is disorder. They call it a disorder. Attention deficit disorder. Okay, we are bringing order. So you have permission today to bring order to sickness. You have permission today to bring order to poverty. You have permission today to bring order to corruption. You have permission today to bring order to sickness and disease. The blood of Jesus Christ has broken the power of sin. You've been given the name of Jesus. You've been given the kingdom. You've been given the keys. You've been given the Holy Spirit who is power. So today the message is for you to abide in love. It's for you to lay down your life for your friends. And it's for you to preach this one message that Jesus preached, that John the Baptist preached, and that I'm preaching to you now, which is the kingdom has come. The kingdom has come. The kingdom has come. Would you would you say that with me? The kingdom has come. So let me pray for you today. Father, I just want to thank you for the for the message that Jesus preached, for the kingdom of God. I thank you for the witness of the the Holy Spirit who came and who testifies of Jesus. He reminds us of everything that you said and he convicts the world of righteousness, sin and judgment. Thank you that we don't have to convict the world. We don't have to convince the world. The Holy Spirit is going to do that. We, we just have to be sons. We just have to abide in the vine. We just have to preach the word of the kingdom and signs and wonders will follow That's your responsibility, God, to confirm my word and to confirm all of our words with signs and wonders. God, we ask for the nations. We ask for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. We just ask that you would give us the ability and the strategy and the wherewithal to organize ourselves and to communicate this kingdom message to the ends of the earth, that we would literally see you come back because we love, because we bring an order to things, because we strategize and we plan and we get together and we come together in love and in unity. And on the apostles and prophets and teachers and pastors and evangelists, that we come together as a global community on the foundation that you set in the church. I said you set it in the church. You have identified the apostles, the prophets, the teachers of the evangelists, and I call those who are the gifts of giving. Finances will come in Jesus' name. Some of you have millions of dollars, billions of dollars, Bitcoin and patents, ideas and inventions, and they are for the body of Christ that you would give. Financially, some of you are administrators. You have the ability. You have the code. You have the ability to program, you have the, the ability to do AdWords, to do marketing. We need you. We need help. The church needs your gifts for the one purpose of fulfilling that Great Commission that we would literally preach the kingdom message to the ends of the world, to the ends of the earth, that we would actually cross it off city by city, suburb by suburb, nation by nation, language by language, and that we would say, Jesus, we we did it. We've done it. We're finished. We're closing the door to the ark, Lord. It's time for the rains to come. It's time for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The kingdom, the power, and the glory be yours forever and ever. Amen. And then in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we will be with Him for eternity. And He will say, well done, good and faithful servant. And you're going to forget about this whole thing. It's going to be amazing. We're going to worship forever and ever and ever. And we are being prepared for eternity right now. We're being prepared to rule and to reign with Him. Because He said, to He who overcomes, to He who is victorious by my name and by my blood and by their word, they will sit on my throne. Read it. It's in Revelation chapter 3. We will judge the angels. We will judge this world, Paul said. We are the sons of God. And it's time to be revealed, and it's time to, to get busy with the work that he has prepared for us to do God bless you, church. I want to encourage you to read the Bible, read Ephesians, believe His Word is true. Everything He said is true. His Word is true. Don't look to your circumstances. There is going to be a paradox. There is chaos on the outside, but we have eternity inside. We have a Father inside who loves us And that love is going to bring order to everything. He prophesied it. He turns all things together for good. We're more than conquerors through Christ who loves us. We are the head and not the tail. And we will be victorious. Because he will crush Satan under our feet.